One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Boston on an 8 0 run. Warford gets by Giannis and throws it down and one. Al Horford, a primal scream. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm rehosting Andrew Select, and with me tonight, it's my good friend Mark Schindler. Mark, what's up? Andrew, I'm glad you could finally slip the good friend part in. I'm, I'm good, man. We had a we had a riveting slate of games with a, with some a, a few thuds on the backboard in between, but uh, playoff basketball was good tonight, man. I can't complain. Hoo-wee. Let's start in Milwaukee, where the Boston Celtics tied this series at 2-2. They win 116-108. to 108. Mark, tonight is all about Al Horford and those big, beautiful eyes. He had 30 points, 8 boards, three assists. He scored 16 points in the fourth quarter alone. Mark, 30 points is a career playoff high for Al Horford. His regular season career high is 34 points. Can you tell me what year he has his regular season career high in? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, It wasn't. I know it's not in Boston. So. I want to say 2012. Was it 2012? You're close. It's 2013. That's nine wow. years ago. That's, That's nine years ago. And tonight That's we got to see insane. Al Horford shooting threes. He had a dunk. He went by Giannis, who looked gassed in the fourth quarter. Like give give Giannis like credit because he was incredible most of the night. But he looked gassed, so gassed that this old man Al Horford went around him, dunked on his head. And got an and one. Uh, Somehow Al Horford, I mean, he inadvertently hit him whenever he fell down, got the tech, whatever. Who cares? Tonight's about Al Horford. No, exactly. I mean, to to put it bluntly, too, he's been the entire playoffs for Boston has been about Al Horford for me to a degree. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before on, on various podcasts. Like, did you envision Al Horford a playing to a, a, this high of a, like I'm not even this high of level but playing like starting caliber basketball when you were watching him in OKC 2 years yeah. ago. No. 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 He he was a good player still, but yeah. I, you, I thought of him as like a fifth starter on a team, not yeah. as a focal point in the fourth quarter of a tight yeah. playoff game. Yeah, and I mean the stretch that he's put together since since Brooklyn. I mean he really just hasn't slowed down. He's had you know obviously he hasn't been the same player the entire time. There are ebbs and flows, but he's been arguably their second best player throughout the series. It's been wild to watch um, yeah. the defense as well too. I mean we we had on the offense. I mean he was five of seven from three tonight. They keep leaving him open, which I get it. That's the proposition that that you give playing the style of defense that the Bucks want to give, but. He was confident. He hit his shots. He was open through through a myriad of ways, either out on the corner, or, you know, in pick and pops in the slot. Um, but the defense that he put on Giannis tonight too was was fantastic. I mean, Giannis was amazing, but in terms of clamping down when it mattered most, uh, Al was Al was huge tonight, man. So it wasn't only Horford in the fourth quarter. The Boston Celtics as a team were sixteen of nineteen, which was insane. Uh, Tatum was five of six. Horford was six of six. Marcus Smart was. Four of five, who had some really interesting moments. He was incredible for them, but had a couple shots in the fourth quarter where he's driving, kind of doing the Drew Holiday 
back you down into the middle of the lane, post up and get a bucket thing. Part of me is just like, what? What is? What are you doing? Uh, why are you doing this? And then he scores. And oh, okay, great, good job, good, good job, Mark Smart. Um, just an interesting all-around game. But the the Celtics were just on fire. They had forty-three points on nineteen shots in the fourth quarter. Just outstanding basketball from them. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a I mean, contested looks, anything. Um, I thought. You know, like you mentioned, I think it was back-to-back post-ups that, that Marcus called for himself. Um, out of drives, just posted up. But he had one on Drew Holiday. Um, mm-hmm. And so so that was funny to watch. I'm like, oh, this is like watching Drew Holiday play. Um, yeah, I agree, man. Like, it, it almost felt like in that fourth quarter, they finally were like, okay, you know, we don't have a concerted direction. We're just going to play as a team here. And it worked. Um, also, I mean – we're going this year, but we got to shout out Derek White. I thought he was huge yeah. tonight. Defensively, Kirk Goldsberry tweeted out a stat that um, the Bucks were 0 of 9 when defended by him as a primary defender. Obviously, that shit is very wonky. I don't <laughs> yeah. like using it like that. But I will I will tweet out any Derek White propaganda because he's really good. Um, he was really important for them tonight. Obviously, you know, only 11 points, three assists, but he moved the ball. Defense was huge. Uh, really gave them something that they needed from him tonight. This game was interesting because during the third quarter, it felt like it was the Bucks game to win. Like yeah. It just felt like it was the Bucks night. Giannis was really, really good in the third quarter. He had 13 points on his own in the third quarter, six boards and an assist. Uh, it, t- to me, this was kind of a tale of like these these two quarters where it, it felt – people were even – I saw tweets out there like, oh, man, the Boston Celtics, their season's slipping away from them. And, you know – I think to me it looked like Giannis got a little tired as the game progressed because he really had to shoulder the whole load because Drew Holiday did not have a good game. Um, Brooke Lopez did, but everybody else was really not carrying their weight outside of Giannis tonight. Yeah, I mean it was a it was just a weird game for Boston's players in general. Like Grayson Allen was getting killed out there defensively, so he yeah. really didn't. I mean he played thirty minutes, but. It was not super impactful. Wesley Matthews was awesome defensively, but again, he's not bringing a lot for his ball handler. Bobby Portis only played 15 minutes tonight. Um, and I thought, I mean, that, uh, that was pretty reasonable given how things were going on court. But, I mean, exactly. Like, Giannis took 32 shots tonight, which is just nuts. Yeah, And that that run he went on in the third quarter, what he scored, like slightly over 20 points, was, was like you mentioned, absolutely demonstrative. But um, – it was just too much. Like he couldn't do all of that for an entire game. Uh, and it really, it really showed later on. Yeah. They lack creators. I mean, this is, this is where they miss Middleton because you bring in like a guy like George Hill who can handle the ball some, but he took one shot in 23 minutes. Yeah. Like you can't have somebody who who's coming in to play a guard position, take one shot in 23 minutes. And if all the creation duties are Giannis's, it, it's going to be tough where, if you're Boston, you kind of have answers everywhere. Like Tatum got it going tonight. Uh, Al Horford was obviously a guy that could not only score but could create a little bit. Jalen Brown seems a little hobbled still. Mm-hmm. Um, however, still able to create some. Had a decent night, uh, 18 points on 11 shots. Uh, Marcus Smart obviously can create. Derek White can obviously create. I mean, they, they've got options, and they've got places that they can look to and guys that are trustworthy where the Bucks really 
just miss Chris Middleton so badly. It feels a little unfair. I wish that we could see these both these teams at full strength. Yeah, I think that's just been kind of the unfortunate story of the playoffs has been the amount of injuries that we've seen pile up, especially in these last uh, I mean, it's, it's really ramped up this last round. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're totally seeing, and even then, like, I think we saw issues with, even with Chris Middleton in the first round, there were some struggles getting going into things late in the season. We saw that as well, but yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, I hope that he's able to come back at some point for the series. I know that there were potential rumors and he might, but, um, TBD on that. Lines up for a juicy game five. This week. Cannot wait. We've got a lot of juicy game fives coming up. I felt like we got traded to the Kings overnight. I don't know how to explain all this. Let's go to San Francisco where the Warriors <laughs> beat this Grizzlies team. Oh my goodness. They they didn't lead in this game until the last 45 seconds. Yeah. And they just Dylan Brooks just just went over to Steph Curry and said, here, have the game. You can have it. I don't want it. You can have it. And it was, as if I were a Grizzlies fan, I would be so incredibly frustrated for so many reasons. Because this was a game of style. And the style for 40 plus minutes was what the Grizzlies wanted. They were, pl- they were able to play big. They were very physical. The Warriors got a lot of open shots, but they were all seemed to be a little out of rhythm. Like they could mm-hmm. never get the flow. They never got to play the Warrior style until really what felt like the last few minutes of the game. They it felt like they kind of woke up, like the engine of their offense like woke up a little bit. But for the whole game, it's it's all about the physicality of this Grizzlies team. And they just made about as many boneheaded mistakes as you could down the stretch. And the Warriors capitalized on that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can't pin, it, pin everything on one guy. But with Dylan, it was – I mean, that was that was rough tonight. That's one of the worst individual offensive performances I've seen in a while. I know he finished with eight assists. That feels generous. Like, obviously, you know, the assist for the assist. But four turnovers, and they were costly. Like, he was just making some – some passes that were very erratic, like his whole game tonight just felt erratic. Um, yeah, like some the shots that he was taking, most of them were just like, "Bro, what is what are we doing here?" It's it's early stuff in the offense that feels forced. Um, it's just kind of chucking a little bit, and I, I like I get to to a degree. Um, you know, I, I he's not everybody's cup of tea for sure, but I understand and appreciate Dylan as a player. But this was like this is one where I thought he should have been sat. For being honest after yeah. some of the shots he was taking in the third quarter. Like, De'Anthony Melton only played nine minutes tonight. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's easy to look up and down the roster and be like, oh, this and that. Like, I think maybe Sire Williams is even giving you better minutes tonight. And he did for stretches. He like, did. to be fair, Dylan's defense was important, but it waned a lot down the stretch. He got tired in the fourth. Um, that was just a really tough performance. And I, I don't know what to expect from him in game five. Yeah. Hopefully better than this. Hopefully better than this. Maybe not 40 minutes because, I mean, they're going to play him and they're going to start mm-hmm. him. But playing him 40 minutes when he's not shooting the basketball well and you've got other options, it it, it did feel a little frustrating just to watch and watch him kind of take over. Where I know Desmond Bain still doesn't look right, mm-hmm. but can we get him more than eight shots? 
can we can we help him get more than eight shots in this game? Jaron Jackson Jr. I thought was really good. I thought that he set a lot of the tone with the physicality. I think mm-hmm. once he figured out like how small the Warriors played at times, like he started playing a little bit of bully ball, which is you know definitely in his bag. Uh, he did take seven threes, but he took twenty one total shots. He took a lot of shots around the rim and was trying to you know get to the rim with that spin move and he played well tonight and then on the other end he blocked five shots i thought he played really well defensively um didn't foul out which is a win if you're if you're the grizzlies and you can play 30 plus minutes without fouling out that's that's a total win but um credit to Steph Curry man Steph Curry came into that fourth quarter Kind of got some things going. His shot wasn't falling. His three ball wasn't falling. He was only 4-14 from three. But he got to the rim. You know, he got past Steven Adams on a drive and a finish. He he was doing things to create for others. And, you know, Steph really felt like he settled them down a little bit. Got Clay Thompson a corner three. Uh, it was really just the Warriors just offense starting to, like, really kind of catch there in the fourth that that led to them. Yeah, really stealing this game. Yeah, no, I agree. Like it's it's interesting, you know, always trying to parse through the, uh, you know, why shots are or aren't falling. And like you mentioned, I thought it was rhythm a lot. Like Steph changed shoes at halftime, which for the most part that that's only happening if a guy's having a really rough outside shooting game. And Steph was yeah, missing a lot of crazy. open stuff. Um, I mean, credit to to the wrestlers. Like they put Jaron Jackson on on Steph for for some stretches, which I really liked. Um, it just you know, it, it, it changes up windows, even if he's not necessarily like full on guarding him. It just makes it a little bit tougher. Um, I really like their defense throughout the night. But then, as you mentioned, like that, that pull up that Steph hit at the end, it was like, that's that's the Steph shot. That's all you need. Yep. You need that one shot um, when he's in the corner, gets a close out uh, and then, you know, pulls back for a step back after Jeremy makes the recovery. Like that's you just can't really defend that. It was killer. Um do you want to talk about Jordan Poole? I think we got to talk about Jordan Poole. He had an interesting game tonight. Um, I thought he was really important for them in the fourth quarter uh, and getting some stuff going on on the second side with his movement, but he was food in this game. Like, yeah. I think almost all of Kyle Anderson's field goals came against Jordan Poole. <laughs> Every single right. time Jordan Poole was in the game when Kyle Anderson was playing, they just called up, okay, Kyle Anderson's going to post you up off a drive and he's going to score and that's it. And um, I mean, Kyle Anderson had 17 and eight tonight. Like he was really damn good. Was I, awesome. like, again, somebody else who I thought could have played more. Like, yeah, like, obviously it's tough with how few handlers they had, but yeah, it was, um, it, it's, it, it's interesting. Like, I think this it, seeing, like you mentioned, styles make fight fights earlier. Um, watching what golden state looks like in this series compared to what they looked like in the last series yeah. is, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very eye opening seeing how, how different each team can look against one another. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Grizzlies just weren't going to let them have freedom of movement anywhere. And then they were going to make them defend. Like, they were going to find the soft spots. And they did. And they played them really physically. And slow-mo was, like, a great example of that. Because he was always getting to his spot. And poor Jordan Poole just, like, couldn't handle it. Because I think people people always underestimate Kyle Anderson, just because he is slow, uh, but he's methodical and he knows how to get to his spots and he uses his length really well. And he did that. He was set seven of eight from the field tonight uh, for 17 points. I mean, that's about as efficient as you can get as a player. And 
I wish that they could have played him a little bit more. I think that he and Zaire Williams both played really well and could have both used a little bit more minutes out there. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're playing against Steph Curry and the Warriors, and you're without John Morant. And it's, it's a tough uphill battle because it did feel like the Grizzlies were always were up by four, it felt like, and they, were, they always had an answer. They always gave an answer up until like the last minute of the game. And to me, it always felt like this, this dam is going to break. Like eventually, it didn't feel like they were always going to have that answer. And credit to the Grizzlies, for the most part, they did until it really mattered. And Dylan Brooks took that ill-advised three and then the foul on the other end. And that was really when the dam broke. Yeah. Yeah, and just a couple quick shots for the Warriors as well. Otto Porter, huge, huge in the fourth quarter with his threes. Um, Struggled a little bit to stay on the floor defensively, but that was, I mean, huge for them, as Steph pointed out at the end of the game, before he slandered Sacramento, which was hilarious. Um, Andrew Wiggins' defense tonight was really impressive to me. Like, he had that block late in the game on on Desmond Bain that was really essential for keeping, uh, you know, getting them back into the game, getting them to to actually get the lead. Um, And... If 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 the if the Warriors had lost this game, we were talking about Clay Thompson like we just talked about Dylan Brooks because sure that was another really rough performance. Just on a on a temperature gauge, how worried are you about Clay? Because this has not exactly been a banner uh, round for him in the playoffs. Yeah, he certainly doesn't look like the Clay Thompson of old. He didn't make a three tonight. He yep. did take twenty shots, but only two of those came in the fourth quarter. One in the paint that he missed and then one uh, I could have sworn he made a corner three was his foot on the line or something it must have been on the line because I'm, I'm right yeah it was left corner three like he, he definitely yeah. hit one yeah I feel like I'm going crazy looking at this box score right now I'm a little I'd be a little bit worried but if but they have other weapons is the thing like mm-hmm. I, I'm if I'm the Warriors I'm not worried as a whole because you can still you're still gonna get a clay game like there's gonna be a clay Thompson game you know, coming up. Like, I, I feel pretty confident in that. Can he do it every night? No. Does he need to play 38 minutes? Uh, that's another one where I'm a little a little confused. It's a little head-scratching to me that, that he gets 38 minutes. But, you know, you win the game. It's, it's hard to, to question all of it. Yeah, no 100%, man. Uh, how we feel about the the Kings just taking a stray tonight from Steph Curry after the game. So Mike Brown was hired today. Uh, officially by the Kings, and he became essentially the the head coach of two teams in one day. Where he was just he woke up an assistant coach and became the the head coach of the Warriors and the head coach of the Kings today. And Steph said that he felt like they were traded to the Kings. <laughs> just that was hilarious, man. Like I on one hand, like can you imagine Shams tweeting out tomorrow about a league fine? Like it, he's not gonna get a league fine, but like, can you imagine that? Just like <laughs> slandered Sacramento, fifty thousand dollar fine for Adam Silver. Like I, that was a, it was just, yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a random shout. That's I, I guess makes sense because Mike Brown's headed there. But like, damn man, that was tough. <laughs> I had a million people from Sacramento hitting me up. Like, why, why tonight? Why this? It's been like a month and a half. We, we're finally over what the season was we had a good day today we're like we didn't get mark jackson we got mike brown instead like you know but is what it is <laughs> it's so good it's so, it's just so good to, to see the best shooter of all time just 
get down with 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 all of us, all of us podcasters who just are always throwing strays at Sacramento. He's he's just one of us. That's going to do it for today's show. Tampering is up next. Mark, send us out. Ding ding, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>